Hi everyone, uh, my name is Devin Keeler, uh, licensed certified athletic trainer at Waynesburg Central High School. Um, currently enrolled in the Doctor of Athletic Training at Indiana State University. Uh, I'm joined here today with Jessica Falvo. She's the athletic trainer at uh, John A. Brashear High School in Pittsburgh. Um, and Jessica, and tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, well, I'm originally from Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, and uh, I actually went to Clarion University with a completely different major in mind. Um, but I ended up coming out with a dual degree from Clarion University and Cal U, uh, one in liberal studies from Clarion and then the athletic training degree from Cal U. Uh, so it was kind of a unique situation there. <clears throat> and then I also have my master's in education from Westminster College. Mm, nice. Yeah. Well, um, what kind of uh, what kind of got you into the profession? Um, I, I think we always talk a little bit about like there's always somebody already has some crazy story how they had this injury or they just kind of like found it and they fell in love. I know for me it was kind of the injury finding it falling in love. So kind of behind you, what what's your why? Why did you want to become an athletic trainer? Mine was pretty atypical. <laughs> I uh, I actually started out as an art major in college. So um, going through all of that, um, I. I was in art and I was doing a dual degree, um, art and graphic design, mm -hmm. but um, with communications. So in communications, you had to go um, do a print medium and a in-person medium. So I did um, sports writing because I love sports. Mm -hmm. So I wrote for the soccer team. I turned out ending up hanging out with the athletic training staff for the majority of the time where I would write to the team and uh, found that a lot of them were in my hall. I was helping them study with anatomy and physiology and all of in their intro to athletic training. And I actually realized how much I enjoyed what they were studying. And so from that point, I kind of made that transition into wanting to be an athletic trainer. So nice. kind of a different, different, way and then I ended up actually getting hurt in college so that that also spearheaded the decision making process <laughs> so you always had you kind of had that un, unusual direction into it but then followed that same path and getting hurt with whatever and then all right well hey though let's let's go to the athletic trainer see what we can do to figure this out exactly um, that's that's pretty no that was that you were at Clarion when you were doing that right yes yeah so you were with like Jim Thornton and all that, that yep, whole group. nice yeah, I know when I was an undergrad, that's, uh, he just got appointed the president of NATA and he's kind of, I thought, I always thought that was such a cool thing when he, uh, when he got, uh, inducted as the president of NATA, because I think, oh my gosh, definitely. the great leaders that are in the PSAC system, uh, I know I had some great support, uh, at Slippery Rock University, with Dr. Williams as our program director, Dr. Seipel was my advisor, Dr. Shiva, Dr. Keeley, they just, in my opinion, I thought they were some of the best in the in the in the town when it came to athletic training and just a lot of unique diverse settings that, that they offer they provided and some of the ideas they did and then I think you see where you were at Clarion I mean again you got Dr. Thornton or James or Thornton where he um was just just inspired leading by that example kind of where we want to start here and that's kind of where kind of motivated me to get into some leadership things so uh, what, what did you like about um, at Clarion that really kind of drove you into your current role uh, at, at Brashear High School? Well, I, to be honest, I never expected myself to be in my current role, mm -hmm. um, but I think that's what I appreciated the most about Clarion was um, 
I got to experience a lot of different uh, diversities. I got to experience a lot of different things that I wouldn't have been able to at any other school. Um, the whole the whole dual degree uh, issue where we had we would do the ITV classes. Everything was kind of uh, new and unique, and I took all of those experiences with me and kind of made them my own experience. Um, with Clarion, I mean, having Jim was phenomenal. He had a story for everything. I feel like all of his experience kind of ended up um, being our experience and he would let us into everything that he, you know, was involved with. So he, he gave us like a full, you know, this, this is athletic training right here, like in your face. And I, I really enjoyed that. Um, but the student interaction was like, was one of my main things. I really just enjoyed getting to know the athletes and, and getting to dive in with all of the different aspects of athletic training. And mm -hmm. they were very hands-on. So we had to kind mm -hmm. of do a lot of learn by doing. And um, mm -hmm. I, I really, I, I really appreciated that a lot more now than I did um, Mm -hmm. back then <laughs> yeah yeah we so, always hit that like hindsight 2020 perspective once yes. we kind of move out get a little bit of experience like oh that was the big point behind that and um I think it's funny that you that you bring up the whole like he gave you so many opportunities like anything he was involved in he was like hey making sure you guys were involved in because right. I think that's such an important thing that that like sometimes you might not be able to step out of that comfort zone as a student to like go and chase some of those opportunities. So the fact that he was doing that right there, I think just kind of again highlights and emphasizes how what kind of a leader he was and just leading by that example. And I think he, he I see it a little bit in you because I know I talked, we've talked a little bit about this before too, but like with Brooke uh, in your program, she says so many great things about you. And I think that kind of comes down from some of those mentors who have mentored you in the past and have demonstrated you by leading by example. Uh, and providing opportunities to others that may not have that opportunity if you weren't there. So to you, I kind of commend you and applaud you for kind of setting that kind of opportunity up for a lot of the students at Brashear, because I know uh, coming from Brashear, sometimes there may not be as many diverse opportunities, uh, like maybe a student aid program or something like that. Even though I do a lot of things, uh, sometimes having a new perspective that you brought in really changes the dynamic of um, the opportunities that can be provided from the inner city schools like that. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So um, one thing I want to talk about too, and just kind of moving forward is an article I read not too long ago um, by Clement and Shannon, uh, Injured Athletes Perceptions and Social Support in a Journal of Sports Rehab from 2011. And something that really hit home to me is kind of their key take home in it. Um, message from those that finding that their findings suggested that the perception of social support provided by athletic trainers have the greatest influence of injured athletes rehabilitating um, and their well-being and I think a lot of athletic trainers know this already so some may be like oh well we already know this that's common knowledge but I think it really just goes to highlight some of the things that the, the services that athletic trainers provide and that we need to highlight this like we're not just here to tape an ankle we're not here to hand out the water bottles we're not here just to hand out the paperwork and say oh you didn't do this you didn't do that you can't play it's we really are there to see these kids to be successful because we always have these backstories about why we got into it and now we're trying to just live it and by trying to help these students be as successful uh, as it can be um, so 
I think it's this great source of support that we provide. Like we see these, some of these kids um, or some of these student athletes at their lowest of lows when they're injured. But then I think that high that we always kind of get uh, as athletic trainers is when they get back on that field and they go and they do something that they love, they either get that game winning goal or they just maybe just get that two seconds on the court uh, for their senior night so they can really relive that last memory of what it is to be a student athlete in high school. Um, and that's as a secondary school athletic trainer. There's so many other great opportunities that athletic trainers provide, whether it's in the performance side of things. I know the UPMC has a lot of people in the ballet department and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe some of those who are in the military, maybe those some of those who have some small injuries that couldn't finish boot camp. If there's that athletic trainer there to help them continue to finish so that they don't kind of get that medical discharging. It's just the kind of the new transition that I think athletic training is taking. And it kind of, from in my perspective, we're taking this, this, these findings and like, hey, that's support that we're able to provide to motivate people, the physically active individuals to keep going without being held out from their activities is just phenomenal. Um, I couldn't say it better than myself. That, that was pretty spot on. Yeah. So, uh, but with that, I think I also now transitions into the student aid program that you've kind of started. Um, so with that, I kind of just want to turn it over to you. Tell me a little bit about that, that what you got started and how's it going? So um, prior to Brashear, I worked at another high school. Uh, I worked at Clarion Area High School. Mm. And uh, I, I kind of got started with a student aid program there. And I knew that was something that I wanted to take with me wherever I went. I wanted to start programs because I... I did not know about athletic training when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have an athletic trainer in there, but it wasn't very prevalent in the system. Um, we, she was part-time. She would go from school to school. <clears throat> and so I, I wanted to give the opportunity to, especially um, any of the athletes that I dealt with or anyone that wanted to be involved in sports, but wasn't the most athletic. Um, <laughs> or some that just really wanted to be involved and may have been injured during the season, I kind of would pull them aside and say, hey, why don't you guys see what I do? Follow me around. That's basically how it started. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a student, my first student at Brashear, her name was Hannah. Uh, she was chronically injured during um, her uh, soccer season and I and she has she understands I tell the story all the time she gave me full full rights to this story <laughs> <laughs> but um she so she would come into my office every day and then it came it turned more into a um she wanted to see what I was doing why I was doing it what why did I take why did I take these ankles why did I why was ice and heat used in these situations and she was very engaged in it so I think I I just asked her one day hey why don't you be one of my student aides you can help me out during the football season and we'll go from there and from that moment, um, it, it turned into more of a process. Now I have, I have um, students uh, apply with an application mm-hmm. just to make sure that they are fully committed to the program. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them, I 
only choose up to four. I mean, grant, granted, I haven't had to make any cuts yet, <laughs> but um, <laughs> small groups of four seem to be the best for me. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if I could deal with any more than that. Um, and just for traveling purposes, it's just much easier with a smaller group. Mm -hmm. um, I do have them, I ask for them to be able to attend. We have a, a workshop with our student uh, student aid workshop committee through uh, UPMC. Mm -hmm. And so I do ask them to attend that because they are able to learn CPR, get CPR mm -hmm. certified, learn their basic first aid, um, things that they can get in a more structured setting than with me from mm -hmm. the day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. And then based on their comfort level, I kind of let the, each student run with it so if they're very their comfort with just just water then they are going to do just water if they're feeling comfortable and they i have them kind of go through a um, a checkoff list just like if if we were in a clinical um mm -hmm. during during undergrad mm -hmm. um i teach them how to take put gloves on take gloves off that's like number one mm -hmm. you know make sure that the students protected first and yeah and then i kind of let them do what they feel the most comfortable with and i think that that helps with their gaining more of a confidence within themselves so mm -hmm. um i it's been successful i haven't had too many issues with it um and especially in the city i, I thought i was going to have a lot of issues with you know kids being able to be picked up from school uh late night games uh if we had any traveling instances you know but uh, just everything seems to work out very well. And the parents mm -hmm. are always very appreciative of it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's awesome. I just uh, I kind of was a little envious of that because it sounds like a really great program. And like I said, I've heard all, so many great things from my sister who's a part of this program. Um, she just really enjoys it. I think kind of she, she saw what I was doing in school and kind of got a little bit motivated. I think that you provided that opportunity for her to really under get a – physical hands-on understanding of what it is she always comes in and has something crazy to say what she learned something that's <laughs> different that's learning and I'm like I'm like Brooke you know you really shouldn't talk to me about it. she's like I know I just really want to I just I, I, know. I just want to share they, what I got they all I'm sign like, a HIPAA waiver they, they sign the PATS um there's a PATS student aid form yeah. I make their parents fill out I I try to I try so hard I'm like well if you're going to talk about any stories make sure no names are involved no any demographics just say a person had this <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, she's, she's got she's definitely gotten better since like the first time she did she goes okay all right so this is a person this is what happened this is what we did and i'm like that's all like and it's kind of it's almost like it's exciting to hear that she's doing those things and like she's learning from it but yeah that learning opportunity that's there is is so great and hearing like one of my favorite books that i read is start with why by simon sinek and, uh, and that's just like kind of just taking that whole golden circle approach that he's taken, starting with that why, and that's it, like two or three-year-old question. Like, well, why mom or why dad? Like, why are we doing this? Why are we going there? Why do we have to do this? Why do I have to do that? And then that really like inspires and catapults a huge like ch uh, chain of events that just gets, just gets you inspired and gets you going. To, and with your group, it sounds like it's really just continuing to going. And even though you haven't had to make cuts, it sounds like you might have some coming soon. Because, I know. I'm, yeah. Well, and what, the one nice thing that I do like about the program is you don't have to be 
you don't have to want to go into athletic training, but you mm-hmm. may want to go by the end of it. So mm-hmm. um, I think I try to say, I try to say, you know, if you have an interest in uh, either sports medicine or any kind of medical background, like, mm-hmm. like if you want to be a nurse, if you want to do this, that this is a great opportunity to get the, the up to up in your face experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to actually want to be in the medical field at that time to, mm-hmm. to be able to join. And I think mm-hmm. with, with Brooke, she, she wants to be something different every week, <laughs> but I appreciate that so much about her. And so, but yeah. I think, I think it's really kind of opened her mm-hmm. eyes in different ways to help gain some key, mm-hmm. you know, skills for her to translate to whatever she ends up wanting to do. Mm-hmm. And that's the ultimate goal with, with my program. Yeah, and that's and that's that's funny that you say that because she definitely is like all oh, forensic scientists and an athletic trainer and then uh, physical therapist and then and like look, Brooke, you got to choose what you want to do and that's fine. I mean, it's great, but I think that that you said said it perfectly. You kind of catapult them and give them that um, that steady background that they'll always be able to build back onto whether they go to some other allied healthcare professional, EMT, nursing, PA physical therapist, OT, they all always have that background of what it meant to be an athletic trainer. And that just comes from you setting that background and allowing them to build that. And I think that's so important to have, especially at the high school setting and some of the inner city settings too, where they may not have that opportunity and direct career experience uh, like that. So that's just, I think that's just so, it just shows and highlights the importance of some of the things that we made that we may not be comfortable doing, we have to step out of that zone and just start something different because you never know the impacts that it's going to have on a student moving forward. And so with that, I just kind of want to hear what are your perspectives? Why would you, why do, why do you think it's important for students like this to be involved? Because I know I have my own personal opinions from my experience of like what I wish I would have done. So I just kind of want to hear like, why do you think this is something important? Why do you need to continue to doing it? You I think you're, Oh yeah, no, I think you're learning very basic skills that you need that are transferable to other jobs. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of the time in high school, especially here, you don't know how many of these kids are going to actually go to college, but you want to be able to take um, the experience that you can gain from high school and be able to transfer it to wherever you go. And and Mm -hmm. I think you're learning, you're learning essentially basic survival instincts um, (laughs) with you know, learning basic CPR, learning first aid. I know that, um, not to go off into a tangent, but I taught CPR class to, um, they have a program called Brashear Builders, and it's, uh, you know, troubled troubled youth that, uh, that may not get any other experience on how to save a life from anywhere else. So just doing that one uh, class for them a couple years back, you know, they, they really appreciated it. And I, I mean, I hope that no one ever has to use it, but the fact that they know a life-saving skill is huge. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they can take with them, you know, through mm-hmm. the rest of their life, essentially. But mm-hmm. um, I think you learn your basic communication skills. Um, mm-hmm. It helps you build up your confidence within yourself and with others. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, witnessing tragedy and triumph in athletics with like a season ending injury um, Mm. or with even some just uh, something traumatic 
I think if you see from the time that they are injured to the time that they get to come back onto the field, even as a, a peer, as a high school athlete or high school student, I think that seeing that transition is something that is, um, I think, life-changing for that person. So uh, you're learning a sense of responsibility. I mean, I expect the, my students to be there, you know, not every day during the week for practices. Those are optional, but for those football game days, especially in the fall, I expect them to be there. I expect a certain thing out of them. And they know when they walk into my office, they know exactly what they need to do, or they ask, you know, mm -hmm. Jess, what's, what's there that needs to be done? And um, mm -hmm. that sense of responsibility is huge because you, I mean, you will be taking that with you to any job that you do. It doesn't matter where, where in the chain you are, that's something that you're going to always need. So mm -hmm. um, I think that's why I, have them all do like I, I they don't have to be a specific like must have uh interest in medical background you know I, I think they anyone that wants to come in and help and be a part of something that that is perfectly fine with me and mm -hmm. i think that that's just um mm -hmm. yeah i think mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah no that's that's i mean that's great i mean I think that you really hit the, hit the key key aspect of why it's important to have, I think, programs like these. Um, I think one of the things is the direct relation of some of these skills and experiences that they take now, how they can transition those into future jobs. I mean, these are high school students. Not all of them can get a job like that. Uh, I think you also said it a little bit earlier before, you don't know, maybe they don't have a ride to get to a job or get home. So they're really like being held back even further because they're not able to go out and get a job and build on those experiences to go into college and like, hey, I have this leadership experience because that leadership opportunity they have with a program similar to this, it just helps them like really find their passion. Are they going to be a good leader? Do they need to learn how to follow first or how do they come to work as a team? because they're not just out there doing it by yourself. Because I mean, as athletic trainers, we often do a lot of things by ourselves and don't rely on a team. And being able to build a small team like that, I think just kind of models, that role models, that expectation of what it means to come together and work together as a team. And that there is such a cliche thing, but no I in team, because you're always stronger as a group. Uh, you always hear from the football teams that you work with is that it's not just one person out there running the ball. You have the lineman blocking, making the hole for the quarterback. They either throw the ball, hand it off, and lead the charge for the next drive. And I think that's kind of where you are. You're playing that role of that leadership coach where, hey, we're just setting up a great team to go do something great. And if they don't know what to do, hey, Jess, well, what do I do now? Let's show exactly. them. Let's show them. Let's tell them because – there's always this expectation you should just know things. how are you supposed to know if you don't have that experience and that right there is something that kind of really I think is inspiring to see that you have that set up is that you're just leading by that example and just showing these kids what it means to be transitioned from adolescence to adulthood into being a contributive member to society and providing them skills and opportunities through that uh, the CPR training that you did because some of those kids really, I mean, you keep them engaged for an hour that might lead to engaging into something else other than some of the activities that they may choose to do that they shouldn't be, that could be dangerous. So that inspiration and that leadership role that you play um, is just phenomenal. Thank you.
Mm-hmm. So, so with that, uh, just what, what would you, just closing comments, what would you recommend to any other athletic trainers who may be hesitant to start a program like this or some key things to remember as they're starting these kind of programs? I always say to start small. Don't, don't start big. Don't, don't, don't go out there and say, hey, I'm going to have this student club and then have 50 kids join. So kind of just start small. Uh, start with who you know, what you know. Um, also check on, uh, if you're, if you don't know, um, what is allowed, what's not allowed, check with your local legislation or NATA mm-hmm. for the student aid guidelines. There are guidelines out there that you can kind of start and follow. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, uh, with Pennsylvania, we have the, we have a PAT student aid, um, guideline and that's what I started with when I came down to, um, Pittsburgh. So, mm-hmm. Uh, that that just kind of sets a, a guideline for you and then slowly build up from there. So that nice. would be my recommendation. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, anybody who uh, who's taking a listen to this, uh, really, it's really important to think that you do remember a lot of those things. Jess, I can speak from my experience, has really been such a great role model, role model and mentor for, I know, my sister personally, and I think for many other students in that program. I've seen a lot of great things from some of the students that are coming out of that program. Uh, I know Jesse mentioned one's going into athletic training uh, mm-hmm. at Slippery Rock University for the master's program, which is exciting. Nice little shout out to Slippery Rock uh, for the things that they've set up, but also to Jess for providing that, uh, that cart and that train to lead into something great like that. So Jess, thank you for all you do. Uh, you're an amazing athletic trainer and um, just keep doing everything that you're doing because you really are inspiring the future leaders of uh, this great place in Pittsburgh. And whether it's athletic training or not, they're gonna have these memories forever. Oh, thank you very much, Devin. All right, well, hey, Jess, thanks again for meeting with me and happy National Athletic Training Month and we'll talk soon. All right, happy National Athletic Training Month. (laughs) See ya.